0: All right. Happy podcasting day. Uh, as I say every week, I'm so excited to be here, but I am so excited to be here. We are continuing our summer podcast series, uh, welcoming guests, some some that we have had before and some that are brand new, which is one of them today. So I'm incredibly excited to introduce somebody incredibly special. Uh, this is Rachel Vogt. And this is A Good Girl's Guide too. And I'm sure that you probably knew that, but if you did not, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. If you find some value from this podcast, don't forget to screenshot it, share it in your story, tag me in so I can see that you're watching. Uh, meet my new friends, go find them, and then we'll tell you how to hook up with them as well. But we would just, uh, that's why we're here. Like We just love that you're here as well. So if you love free content, make sure to continue tuning in to Anchor. You can also find me at a Good Girls Guide 2 at Instagram, Facebook, as well as a TikTok. All at the same handle. And um, free content happens every Monday night on the Facebook page, which can be just about anything in reference to your life if you're trying to grow yourself a little bit. But a friendly reminder, if you're 18 years or older and a feminine energy and you're looking to improve upon or learn a little bit about it or just have some fun, around sexual wellness and intimacy building, then please make sure to let me know because I can get you a private invite. You gotta be 18 years or older and a feminine energy to be there. Uh, It's a great group and there is uh, content that happens in there as well. Plus, uh, products that you can get yourself hooked up with if you're trying to expand whatever. It's just your pleasure, your intimacy, your knowledge uh, about your intimate world, then that's a great place to be. And of course, empowerment classes. I've got one tonight, I'm so excited about. We'll have one next month too. So if you are looking for a group setting, online option, maybe an introductory level to the course, or not course, I'm sorry, learning about yourself and personal development, then that'd be a really great way to do it as well. And last, but certainly not least, my personal favorite would be the one-to-one sessions, which has just been remarkable um, in helping me pass the time this summer as well. Lots of fantastic women I've been working with. It doesn't matter who you are. Of course, you're welcome to come on over. But if you would like to pinpoint your individual growth and really get that momentum going, then that's what I would recommend so we can focus on your individual goals and get you going. So uh, that's all for me finally. Oh my gosh, I'm that's two full minutes, but I'm, I'm weeding it down faster and faster every time, which is fantastic. So let me switch on over to the introduction of my dear friend, Allison Boltz, who is here with me. Um, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself and we'll get into into this podcast. So tell them who you are, what you do a little bit.
1: Um. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Happy. I don't know what day it is, so it might be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. I've noticed all week. I don't know what day it is. That's why so. I just say happy podcasting. Yes, happy podcasting day. Mm-hmm. So I am Allison, Allison Bolt. You'll remember it it's like Bond, James Bond, Allison, Allison Bolt. So <laughs> I am Allison, Allison Bolt. Um, You can find me on um, the Facebook under Inspiring Clarity. That's my emotional intelligence page. We're going to talk a little bit about that. You can find me on Instagram under Allison, Allison Bolt. You can find me on TikTok under Allison Bolt. And, um, same thing. I have personal page. I have a private page, um, women only 18 over called pure inspiration by Al. So if you're interested in that, um, let me know. You can search for it if it is a private invite, so you may not be able to find it. Um, But 99% of the time, I am going to be going on to Inspiring Clarity on my Facebook page. So that's usually where you're going to be able to be finding me from now on. That's my focus right now
0: in 2021. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Allison and I met um, kind of, I I don't know if you say randomly, but ish. Like we knew each other before we met each other in person. She'd reached out to me. She had some, expressed some interest in intimacy coaching a couple of years ago. Well, it's been a few years ago now. Uh, and joined into the organization that I'm a part of, and she's a part of still currently today, we both are. And she's one of the most special teammates that I've ever had, Um, not just because of her amazing personality and the experience that she brought to the table, but because we have just aligned unbelievably in the last couple of years. And I don't know if, I don't wanna say like, I didn't expect it, because it makes me feel like a, I never intended to be close to her kind of thing. But, I mean, I guess you just never know. You just never know. But maybe it was just because of how we started, I guess, because we didn't know each other, which makes it more special right. and unique to me. So, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about how you got into the intimacy coaching and what's that done for you. And, um, I mean, they they know my story. I talk about it almost every effing week. So, they know when I started my personal development. Tell them a little bit about yours.
1: Um. So, I think it was three, maybe four years ago when I jumped on your team. It was literally a friend was having a party. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this is somebody that I used to babysit invited me to this party. And I'm like, Oh, honey, I'm enough to to be your mom. Why why are you inviting me to this? Um, So I just like hit maybe on the event because I wasn't really planning on going. Um, And then long story short, there was like a kit sale that same time. And I literally bought the kit for the discount. I had no intention of selling. I had no intention of doing anything with it. Like, I even, like, when I got the kit, I even threw away most of, like, the consultant stuff because I had no intention of doing anything. Well, then Miss Rachel invited me to, like, the team meetings and all this other stuff. And I know I didn't go to the first one, but I think it was, like, the second ones, And I'm like, well, you know, like, what's it going to hurt? Worst case, it's a place where you eat food. I get some food. I might meet some people. I might learn some intimacy tips. Like, whatever. I'm going to go. Um, And then I heard about what they did I met this group of ladies and I think you were pretty strong at that point I want to say there was like probably 15 or 20 people at this meeting that I went to because I know there was a huge group of ladies um when I was there and I was like oh my goodness this is a real thing this is like this is not somebody trying to scam me look at this is this is you know they were super nice and it was literally first time I met you in person um and um I was like I'm only doing online parties I'm not doing in-home parties. It's not going to happen. You can't make me. It's not going to happen. Um, and I didn't do any parties. I think I signed in February or March and I didn't do any in-home parties until May. And it was like, I was, I made my daughter do an in-home party. Like that was my first in-home party. And then I did a lot of in-home parties until 2020. Um, and then the online thing obviously kept caught on in 2020 and I did very well in 2020 with my online parties. I pretty much have the same numbers since I started. Just I'm pretty big on consistency, but. Um, I would say that in 2000, I want to say it was 2017, 2018 when I joined the group and I was just like in that spot where I was just like cruising on autopilot, my job, my relationship, my family, everything. I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just, you we know, were just kind of going through the motions at that point. And, um, it was about the time that you had Olivia, right before Friday you, you were pregnant with her and you started changing your leadership style. And I could tell you were changing your leadership style even though I was very new, um, known you in a short amount of period of time. And I am an avid, I've always been a book reader. I've always been a knowledge nerd. I've always been, even if it doesn't get me anywhere, I'd like to know the why's, I'd like to know the information. So um, I just started doing the same thing. I started, you were doing podcasts. I was listening to podcasts. You did audios. I did audios books. And then it just kind of bloomed from there. Um, and then I got into emotional intelligence. Um, long story short, with my work background, I was a lunatic when it came to being in management. I was that manager that would yell at you. I'd cuss at you. I'd throw things at you. I would belittle you. I would, you're terrible. I'm the boss. Listen to me. Um, and my organization made all of the managers um, go to emotional intelligence class. And I literally, it was like a click that this is what I need to be working on. So I started focusing on it. And then I went to one of your empowerment classes and somebody called me out in the empowerment class. Not me. (laughs) No, not you. That's why I said somebody else called me out in the (laughs) empowerment class. um, Pretty much. I mean, I know the whole conversation. I'm not going to get into that by any means um, by who it was and everything, but I just didn't realize the perception that people had of me. I had no, I I, none. Like I had heard it, but I didn't realize until this person said, um, I had made a remark about something, and I, I just didn't realize that I that was the perception people had of me, and that was my, oh, I, I guess I don't have to live the life that people perceive me to be. Um, So between the emotional intelligence classes and the empowerment classes, I just dove right into it. So 2020, I focused 110% on my self-development. I did any class, any book, any podcast, um, journaling, meditation, yoga, like you name it, I tried it. I dipped my toe in the Kool-Aid, drank the Kool-Aid, whatever you want to call it, Um, and so here I am. 2021 starting, I, I tell people I'm starting my own, my own business. I am doing inspiring clarity. I'm focusing on emotion, which is emotional intelligence to live a stress-free life. Um, and if you knew me, even Rachel, if you knew me even three years ago, I was a workaholic. Like I worked seven days a week all the time. I did whatever I had to do for the company. And now even today, I left my phone again. (laughs) Like I've just learned to disconnect. Um, that's, it's a whole 180 for a happier, healthier, healthier lifestyle um, all the way around. So mentally, physically, everything is a whole new world. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> that is yes. you in a nutshell. And um, and a good one, by the way, a very thorough one. In, in for, I'm hoping that people can get a really good understanding because, you know, I, I think one of the second favorite things about our relationship is that we are both still people who do the thing we we were doing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I've talked about like 2020 at first, I think it was 2019 to 2020, I was burnt out from the job. So I think that I had convinced myself that I was done with it. But I really wasn't. And I'm glad that I wasn't. And I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did. But it did allow for um, the continuation which was necessary for me to get to where I'm at and for you to be able to implement that too. And I think, because as you'd mentioned, this podcast does not do it justice the amount of change that you have gone through. And I really hope that you'll share it to your page and your listeners will get to see it and maybe in a couple of your family members because they will validate the amount of change that has just been visibly transcribed into your everyday life um, from how I knew you. And I think it's funny because when you you talk about that emotional or that you talk about the empowerment class, when somebody called you out, I don't remember the details of it. I don't remember who it was. I don't even remember what they said to be frank. Um, but it makes me giggle and a very weird feeling like, 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 not like I was It's it's like from an outsider's perspective, because I knew all along that you were a tough dog. And I think that was part of the reason why you and I bonded together is because we were fiercely independent and, um, while a lot of people told me I had rusting bitch face like I knew that for years and I I think I lived into that identity because it allowed for me to maintain that independence and so yeah. when I met you I I don't think that I saw necessarily what that person saw either I didn't I knew that you were sharp and that you were truthful you it wasn't it's not a thing about not having a filter because there's a difference like not having a filter is like deliberately being disrespectful and trying to hurt somebody you're directness was just straight to the point it was just like I kind of thought this was what everybody was thinking kind of thing
1: well yeah and I always just excused it as I was the voice that nobody wanted to speak so if something was going on in a situation if there was something going on like I I'm pretty good about reading people and I could see that you know Oh, so and so is talking about this, and nobody wants to say Nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to call anybody out. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. So I would literally just be like, um, what about X, Y, and Z? Like, that makes no sense to me. So I would be the one that asks the questions, that says the things, that, um, does the outburst, that does the whatever you want to call it. Even on bowling, like they just made me the sergeant of arms, which means you throw people out when I, I, when it, throw people out that are being rude at the bowling alley like that was my job to like (laughs) stop people that are being rowdy like who wants to be the sergeant of arms i'm there to bowl and have fun like and every year after year after year you're just gonna be a sergeant of arms and so finally i'm like i don't i don't want to i think it was like last year the year before i was finally like i don't want this title like i understand i've never had to physically call you know throw anybody out of a bowling alley it's a bowling alley with women like doesn't get that rowdy but And they're all, like, in their 50s and 60s. And here I am, 40. Like, it doesn't get that rowdy is what it comes down to. But um, finally, I just said, I don't want to. Like, it's not even that. It's just I don't want everybody to not be around me because they think that that's my personality. You know, and the same thing. I've been with the same business for 20 years. Um, And even just, like, a couple weeks ago, I said it was like one of those word vomit emails that I sent to like the upper uppers or whatever it was. And I literally two minutes later sent a reply back. I am so sorry. That was not appropriate. Here's what's going on and here's how I'm going to fix this situation. And that person called me and they're like, did somebody make you send a new email? And I'm like, no, I just realized that it was like really rude. So Mm -hmm. I sent a reply and they're like, Oh, Oh, good for you. I'm like, (laughs) "Okay, you know, so I mean, people notice it, they just don't notice it fast enough, but yeah.
0: Sure. Well, I think, as you clarified, I, I can see that, and I think that that was one of the, the biggest reasons I appreciated you on the team is because conflict is not something that I'm good at. i would never been good at it, and even as I was switching my leadership style, that was giving me confidence, but it still wasn't giving me confidence to deal with conflict. It was giving me confidence to lead to less conflict in the group, which was yeah. exactly what happened, but there was still would be times... And so, I mean, I would hopefully validate the skill set that you had in that because I think that especially now that you have become aware of how you want to be perceived in the world, that you have softened that, but you still maintain that very, very well and being able to ask the hard questions and integrate things more smoothly for everybody. So, I mean, it's a skill now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, when I was doing my resume, you know, somebody put, you're supposed to put your skills on there. And I'm like, and she's like, well, just put conflict revolution or resolution or yeah or whatever it was and I'm like oh okay like I guess I can put that down you know sort of thing because um I have a hard time being around people that don't deal with conflict which I mean me and you get along but I literally just I have some people that if they're just avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding it I will shove them into it you (laughs) know like and I shouldn't it's something I'm working on but I am just like deal with this now not on your time not on their time I need you to deal with it now because I would deal with it now so that's thing that i'm actually working on because i i like to get things done and over with i don't want it to be dwelling i don't want to sit on it i just i want it done i want the conflict done and
0: over with so what's um what's kind of coming to me now as we're talking about this is that maybe that's potentially why we've always paired so well is because you're somebody who steps into that and you you were consistent before i was consistent in your life for sure i was Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm the opposite end of the spectrum where yes i avoid um what was i gonna say how was i gonna frame this you, um, i don't think like, you avoid the conflict i
1: think you do it in your own time
0: well that maybe that's what it was is i think that i, I was on the far extreme where i used to avoid it 1000 mm-hmm. percent, and we've both come to the middle which is probably why we get along we still yeah. have different ways of i would i will still avoid conflict if i friggin can but like you said i come around to it much faster with more clarity with better wording and all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. that's really good um, I just wanted yeah. to, I, I remember, by the way, so famous last words that you signed up for the discount only, and then, and I was so unbelievably fortunate. I'll thank the universe right here, right now, because like you had mentioned, when you first came in you were one of the first people that I reached out to, to like start offering coaching and leadership and how can I help you? Because until then I was very, very much in my world of, well, I learned it by myself. So they should too. And not like openly, like you're on your own. It was just like, I obviously didn't know what to do. So I wasn't doing anything. But the reason that's important to me is because, you know, on our first like connection, that's what you said when, like when you came around to, well, I guess I'm going to try parties, but I'm only going to do online stuff. I have zero desire to do the in-home. In a 2018 Rachel mindset, which I would have been in at that time because I hadn't had Olivia whatever, in my brain, I kind of, like, giggled to myself. Instead of getting, like, defensive or, like, well, this girl's never going to make it or she's not going to be successful, she'll be out in 60 days or whatever, I was, like, great, no worries. I am here to support you. And I I remember, like, telling, like, Tony, how was your new girl? How'd that call go? And I said, well, she just wants to do online stuff right now. And I'm, like, she's going to change her mind. And I don't know why. I would have never even cared previously to, like, that the yeah. thing. I knew. I just knew. I'm like, she's going to change her mind. And you friggin' did, thank God, because now you're here. Um, but you also remember, you remember not too long ago, because you had mentioned all these things that you had switched to and that you're doing in your life to slow down and become more focused and ultimately happier, hopefully. Um, do you remember messaging me one time and going, Rachel, I can't do this meditation thing.
1: I still have issues with meditation, and it's because I'm not consistent enough. I know that that's what my issue is um oh god yeah it was terrible like I was just like who does this I don't understand it it doesn't make any sense I'm so bored like (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like I thought it had to be an activity like I had to break wet meditating or something I'm not sure I mean I still have a lot of issues with it um but I just feel like I meditate meditate my own way now Mm -hmm. not You know, through, I mean, I still use nap every once in a while, but I just have my own ways of calming down and slowing my mind down. It's just not the, what I would consider, when you say the word meditation, I guess is what it comes down to. I think of a yogi, you know, sitting there cross-legged with going home all day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then most people do. And that was, that was a conversation I remember we started Because I was so new in meditation that I wasn't much of a help. I was like, you just have to do it. Like, I I know what you're saying. And I know it sounds asinine on the other side for me to go just do it. And you're like, I can't. I can't. It's not working. I tried. I can't get my brain to shut off. And I'm like, I know I've been there for sure. Um, But that was the realization we started to come to. There was something I had heard or saw, listened to, whatever, of course. And you were the first person that came to my mind because it was this description that meditation is anything you want it to be. If you get lost in washing dishes... I don't remember what I maybe putting your pool up or doing yard work or something. It was that you really liked. I'm like, that's your meditation. So yeah. I'm grateful that you have come to whatever, you know, works best for you. Cause that's, that is all it is. It's just calming the body, calming the mind, recentering, reconnecting. It doesn't, I don't, I, I don't sit in a room and cross my legs and say, Oh, it doesn't work for me either.
1: Yeah. And it was a combination of that. And I was trying to just looking over trying to see what book it was. Um, there was a, an actual book that I read it long story short, I didn't know this until a couple weeks ago when I went back and grabbed that book. It's actually a book for people that have ADHD. And I did not know that when I read it a year ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. That's a whole other subject. But it's literally for people that get squirreled when they're trying to meditate. um, And just understanding that it's okay to do that Mm -hmm. when you meditate. That's the whole reason for it. And I just, I did not understand that. I thought your mind had to be off. I thought you had to focus. I didn't realize that that was actually... A form of meditation, letting your mind go through all those squirrel moments in order to get them out, so that you can clear your mind. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember hearing that too, because I had always heard the analogy like you envision yourself like next to the river. You wouldn't be in the river; you would yeah. watch the river pass by. And I had heard those analogies from time to time, and it still didn't resonate or click with me because I think again I was also brain, I'll just say quote unquote brainwashed to think that it was sitting there with nothing running through your brain with an empty mind, which is physically impossible. It will never happen. Uh, your autopilot's going to run, even if she's being quiet and she does take some breaks. That's not, that's just not the way it works. It is the practice of slowing down your mind, detaching from your autopilot, uh, processing thoughts and emotions and actually allowing that to go through. So hopefully people can really resonate with that and understand that that's exactly what it is, is that at the beginning You'll be thinking about your laundry list of chores you have to do. You'll be thinking about that person you forgot to call back. You'll have to, all you need to do is recenter and focus on your breath if you need to do that. Um, But I always just tell myself, um, you're meditating right now. Uh, You're meditating right now. And that's how you have to get back to it. But it's, yeah, it's just that exercising that muscle until you can get to whatever... 15, 20 minutes, however you do it, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But. Yeah,
1: and I literally just started doing what you taught in the empowerment class with the whole monkey mind thing. I literally have to tell myself, okay, thanks, We don't need to talk to think about the laundry right now. Okay, thanks, we're not focusing on the pool right now. Yeah. Okay, thanks. We're not thinking about work right now. Like, that's what I have to do at this point. I mean, even now. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not consistent with it, but it, it worked for me.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. And when you mentioned, like, the ADHD thing. So, you know, you and I are both two people who were were self-diagnosed. And I and I mean, I don't try to be asinine about it or disrespectful. Like, to me, I know I probably have varying degrees of it. I just know that there's things that I align with, like, the dopamine needing <laughs> constantly dripping into my brain. Um, The squirrel moments, the hyper focus, the impulsivity, those are things, uh, executive dysfunction issues, those are things that I align with. And meditation and personal development have been such a natural medication for me. And I can't even imagine where I would be if I wouldn't have had therapy to, you know, introduce personal development, to introduce friendships and relationships and networking and introducing new, all the things that have happened to me. If my mind was still so brain foggy and squirrel moment as it used to be with me not knowing about it. And I was just talking to another podcast person I was filming with yesterday. And what I had said to her was that um, I guess part of the frustration about growing is that what I've in retrospect, what I didn't know about myself is that previously I was very angry and i didn't know that like i thought again it was a fiercely independent even being angry about you know human rights and political issues like being angry was a like that's a that's a powerful emotion it's going to en- evoke change is what i thought But then when I start to uncover, I was really angry at everybody like for holding me down or holding me back. And that was my issue with the world and not accepting my own personal responsibility. But the problem is, is now that I have passed the anger, which is always a secondary emotion that allowed for me to understand that I was fearful of vulnerability and rejection and sadness. And those are the feelings that I'm feeling right now. And again, without these tools, I don't know how I would be handling it. Like I would probably be doing antidepressants and anti-anxiety and I'm not against anybody who's taking those, but I would love to just live in my brain without having to worry about compensating or trying to adjust to everybody else's thinking or whatever it is. And it's because of this that I think I can, or I've at least tried to function like a semi-normal adult. Well, yeah.
1: And the same thing, like I have five restaurants. So for somebody that you know, it ended up, you know, I know now that it was like a controlling OCD, an anxiety OCD. It wasn't just me being organized and running policy and procedures. I know now it was actually a a form of anxiety, which I never understood before. And if I wouldn't have done my self-development, I would still be that person going into a restaurant and demanding that things be done that way because I was in the long run, I was so full of anxiety of things not getting done right, and what would happen to this, and what would happen to that, you know. And now my team is really discovering this year that I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Eh, okay, you need a weekend off, no problem. Just get it covered. Yeah, you want to week off? Yeah, let's let's make it happen. Give me give me what you want for the whole year off. Let's just get it in now. Yeah, it it is what it is. I mean, I think I have said that phrase, "It is what it is," more in 2021. And I, and I used to hate it when people told me that. I despised it when people told me that. I was like, it is not. It is what it is. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Like, figure it out. And now I'm just like, yeah, take the day off. Yeah, take the weekend off. Yeah, absolutely. Move the toaster over here. Let's see what happens. You know, like, yeah, that's where I'm at now. And that's I funny. had somebody comment yesterday. They're like, you are different than when I started three years ago. And I go, well, thank you. Yeah, that's and the highest like, compliment yeah. you could give me. Yeah, that's what I said, you know, and then it's like, no, like, 2019 Allison would have threw something. And I'm like, yeah, well, appreciate it. I've been trying. So thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah. That's all I say now, and I just move on. Like, right. that's no it. explanation. Yeah,
0: I love that. It is what it is. Our phrase, well, my phrase, I guess the family kind of sometimes adopts it. it. It's no big deal, you know, and it just started with, it started with Olivia. Like, you spill something, drop something, obviously. No big deal. You didn't know. You don't have the muscle strength for that. And I just say it to everybody, Oh, that package didn't arrive. No big deal. It'll show up when it shows up. Well, sometimes I'm pissed when my packages don't get here on time, but yeah, <sighs> deep calming breaths. All right, so, um, yeah, so this, uh, let me reset my mouth for a second because I've had quite a few women like as I'm saying it, I'm like, there's so many women that I have worked with or been friends with or mo- a lot of women, especially who've been in in the organization that we started in together who have ended up doing a lot of similar things like Josie's doing this as well. And, um, a couple of my girlfriends are interested in it too. I had a therapist reach out to me the other day and was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, not just like just this thing, but through conversation with saying sometimes I think about doing what you're doing. And then I think, Oh, you know, like the same thing. She gets a monkey mind. I'm like, girl, you're already doing what I do, you know, like, and if you want to shift that, that's okay. Put it into your practice or whatever, but just, just know that there are so many ways that you can be helping people, but so many people are starting to align with this like it's this I feel good I didn't ever think I could feel this good I didn't even know if it would ever stick and now that I'm convinced that I have figured out the formula that's not perfect but it's not gonna be great tomorrow but I know how to get there you want everybody to have a piece of that like you just know that I mean we've talked about this one of my struggle buses is that I'm working with money and feeling bad for charging people for this kind of thing but until we can be in a full exchange barter system I, I have to work towards that um, and I think that's probably what other people probably deal with, too. But anyhow, my point was, is that there are more people who are figuring out modalities and ways to help other people get this message, too. <laughs> Sounds almost like a religion, but it's spirituality is, you know, similar, but not the same.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And with like me just starting this Inspiring Clarity, you know, like I, you know, very new and things I want to do. But I've already learned from so many different mentors, you know, between you and Marianne, I've been getting all this information on being a coach and emotional intelligence and what to do. And the same thing, though, like I have yet to have anybody pay for it. But I had somebody buy me a book and we did a one on one. I had somebody um, like my brother sent me a laptop in order for me to teach a group of his IT people like and I'm okay with that, you know, because this is things that's going to help me. The laptop is going to help that business when I leave my current business, you know, stuff like that. So I am literally, somebody's like, well, I can't afford it, but, you know, can we have coffee? Absolutely. I will have a session for a cup of coffee. You know how expensive Mm. Starbucks is nowadays? I do not treat myself to Starbucks, you know? So I am really at that point where, you know, the old um, tests they used to do, start with a paperclip, see if you can get to a car, you know, barter, trade, and stuff like that. Right. I am a hundred percent taking advantage of that with my schedule and advantage of that with what I can to help them and to help me because I know in the long run, it's it's going to help all of us. It's mm-hmm. going to help everybody. And if somebody can't afford it, I don't want anybody to. I am that person. I could not afford therapy, even with insurance. It was still one hundred fifty dollars a session. Mm-hmm for therapy. And if somebody just would have said, Hey, buy a book, we'll have a session. I will buy you. You got a list on Amazon. Give me your Amazon list. What can I do for you? You know, you need some curly fries. Here's some curly fries. Can we, can we have a session? You know, so I wish that somebody had that opportunity when I was, you know, way back in the day needing that therapy or needing somebody to talk to. It's not about the money. It's, you know, it's what can you provide at this
0: time? Anything, anything. Yeah. Oh my God, we could do a whole other podcast about that, honestly. Because yeah. I had just, um, I had just talked to um, a sister consultant recently about the struggle that I have with where I'm at in coaching, because. It's not my primary source of income. I know that. I know that this other thing still is, and I, I at least I'm, I'm in a better headspace. where again, previously, and even the beginning when I started doing the empowerment classes, I struggled so much with, you're not far enough along, you haven't supplemented enough income, or you're not making more income or whatever. And it was that monkey mind chatter thing, like you can't do this, you told yourself or whatever. So I'm in a better space where I, I get it, I'm cool, I've accepted, just like you had mentioned, like I'm a beginner, like you're still less than four years in, that's that's still beginning statics, especially for an entrepreneur who doesn't have a business coach. So I'm open okay with that procedure portion but what i'm explaining to her um is that my struggle bus is is that is that like so for example i don't even know if i should say this right because it doesn't matter i'm transparent right in my um terms and conditions when i send somebody an invoice to do the empowerment class or to do the one-to-one sessions i have a cancellation policy and it's if you you know it's pretty standard i'm sure don't tell me or reschedule within 24 hours uh it's non-refundable and it counts as a paid session and I definitely have people who call or message me within 15 minutes of a session, and can we reschedule? Can we? Yeah, I know. I see your eyeballs. Can we reschedule? And so here's my problem. This is a personal issue. I know it's about me. It's not about my clients. My problem is this. So I generally do not care if people need to reschedule. I almost never care. It's more of this. Okay, I'll I'll spend that half hour hour. I'll do something else. That's okay. Because again, that's the energetic exchange. It's If they can't be available, whether it's physically or emotionally, I don't want them to waste that time. I want them to be present when it's really going to benefit them. But then it gets into, as an example, just one So maybe it was somebody's last session, right? And then they missed it, so now they would have to find, they have to be invoiced for more sessions, so that's where my family misses out on the income, which I would have been able to collect if we would have started new sessions. But at the same time, of course, the monkey mind dilemma is, okay, but then if you tell them, hey, just as a friendly reminder, you agree to these terms and conditions, this counts as a paid session, so now you actually owe me $50 more for our next session. I'll see you next week. Most people, at least in my heart, of course, my insecurities are going to go, well, that's stupid and bullshit. Take my money and I won't see you next week next week. And so it's such a push and pull because I want it to be more free exchange. Um, it's just, it, it can't always be. And I struggle with like how much of it is give and take like, yes, let me do that versus how how much boundary should I have. And then again, you can't have some boundaries and no boundaries. Like you, you can't, you, can you really, can you special treatment? Some people were like, I know this bitch is not going to be all, and then I know this other girl's OCD. So she'll be at every session. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I'm, I don't, that's where I'm, that's like my brain fried that I don't. I haven't worked it out yet.
1: Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I've always been pretty, I guess, consistent when it comes to like even partying, like if my, I had a cancellation policy from day one. If you canceled on a weekend party, you are not getting another weekend party for a minimum of a year. Like that was my, I mean, that was my cancellation party that somebody canceled and sure shit, I had people canceling you know, that day, the day before, whatever it was for a Friday, Saturday, those are prime dates for, you know, um, in-home parties, and I stuck to it. I just, they messaged me six months later, can I do a Friday? Nope. You can do a Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, a couple months later, what can I do? Nope. In March, you can start scheduling a weekend party, you know, or if you have a friend that like would like to schedule a weekend party, she can be the hostess, but you can't be the hostess because you, and so I stuck to it, and now they know. I mean, it's a little bit different circumstances. I have not figured out how I would do it with, um, you know, coaching and stuff like that. But I guess I've always just done it from day one
0: Mm. and there was
1: no other, they didn't know anything else because I literally did it from day one, Yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's probably
0: part of my struggle bus is that almost as a decade as an entrepreneur that I've never, I've never had any firm. It's always been give and take. And yeah, 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 sure. No big deal. We can totally work on what works best for you, even if it wasn't best for me. Um, and again, like I'm not bitter or angry. I got me to where I'm at and that's part of, I think my brand identity. Um, but I just needed to throw that out there, but on the conversation about barter and exchange, I will say, so one of the people that I very, very, very much admire, uh, Denise Duffield Thomas talks about, this is an extension of that conversation we had about the do less have more. Um, she talks about that as a business mindset. She talks like, she, she coaches people. Um, About finances and your business and how to streamline and batch and operate and so on and so forth it was a book that changed my life it's called get rich lucky bitch I highly encourage for y'all go listen to it watch it whatever read it whatever but my point is is that one of the chapters she talks about like her entrepreneur book is um, I don't remember now I totally forgot anyways you'll find her when you search her as an author in her money book she talks about it's get rich lucky bitch okay it's Get Rich. It's a book I just said. I don't know. Anyways, so um, she talks about how she's like, her one of her rules is zero bartering. She's like, you have to establish this boundary that you cannot barter. And I promise you that the minute that you say that you're not going to barter, somebody's going to tempt you with the option to barter within 24 to 48 hours. And I struggled a little bit with that because I got it. Like when I was on that, I'm like, yep, you're right. I need money. I need, I have not need, let me like, restructure my, the words coming out of my mouth. Our family requires money to live because that's the type of exchange system that we work on in our world right now. Um, but it, it, there was like 1% of me that was like, but I'm not necessarily 100% okay. Like what you said, I think maybe like as a sub squirrel note for me, like part of me was like, well then I need to have something set up. I need to have something where I offer once a month, I do like a free coaching session, like put your name into it, or I'll be at this coffee shop and you can come spend an hour or two with me. I need something that makes my heart feel good about doing that for free and giving it to people, like you had said, who really do want it. And I was somebody who struggled with being able to afford any of that stuff for at least four years. I mean, I'm sure I probably could have, but justifying it for myself Mm -hmm. until that time frame and understanding that value. So. Um, maybe that's something we can talk about um together privately or on another podcast for sure but it, you're helping me and i appreciate that to go yeah. through it <clears throat> yeah and
1: i you know and um that was when i started when i actually made the decision that i was doing inspiring clarity that was one of the first things i said well i want to do this and i want to do this and i want to talk to this person i want to talk to this group of people i want to do a stress management maybe i want to do with addiction maybe i want to do with uh, mental health you know so i had all these different platforms that I wanted to connect to because they impacted me they were part of my life and that was one of the things that you know Marianne said it was okay one you need one main focus and if you would like to do freelancing or um, what is the word pro bono for someone because you feel like that's what your heart needs then that is your pro bono part. That is your, like you would say, your barter of exchange that you would do. But right now I need you to focus on this, your stress management, how to have a stress less life a stress less stress lifestyle. That is what requiring clarity is. But if you're able to go and do a speech as um the mental health center down there great you know figure it out a day where you can donate an hour of your time if that's what you need for your heart you know or if you think that you need to touch these people then schedule once a month once a quarter where you're doing something pro bono to get your word out you know and stuff like that so that's kind of what I started focusing on is the stuff that that. the business is going to focus on but then this is the stuff that my heart needs me to do in order to feel successful
0: I dig that. Um, okay, I will, I'm going to add it to my list of things to think about, obviously, and ruminate over. Uh, but so you've mentioned the inspiring clarity a couple of times. So I just want uh, to clarify for people, obviously, who may not know you. So right now, as you mentioned, you've had a corporate job for 20 years. You're a manager. Um, you had intended, when we first met, to fully retire from that company. Tell them, like, before we get into, how many years before it would be that you would be um, eligible to retire with them?
1: Um, so I'm forty one now. So if I go by what the world wants me to go when I retire, I would technically have to still be there another twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Um technically. Um I did set my goal um, I don't know, why, maybe a couple of years ago, I set the goal I wanted to retire by fifty. So like that is my personal goal. I want to retire by my fifty. Um, And have I figured out the finances? No, but mm-hmm. I am definitely one of those. Like I have to have that number in front of me in order to hit that goal. Mm-hmm. If I just say I'm going to retire and if I don't put an age in front of it, I'm just going to willy wall all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of years ago, I told myself, OK, well, I'm going to stick it out until I'm 50. I'm going to be at this business, you know, until I retire. That's what I'm going to do um i still want to retire by 50 but i will not be at this company fifty. that much i do
0: know so which is insane because when we first met each other i mean i, be- I well here's the thing is I, I mean i believed you but in my heart i was like no way there's no way she's gonna last until that long and not because you couldn't because you didn't deserve to <laughs> that was that was what i felt in my heart so over the last couple of years, you started to do some searching, and um, which is crazy because you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know that you ever had an intention to do the intimacy coaching through Pure Romance full-time. That was really never... No.
1: Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I, I had thought about it. I think it was like on year two when I realized if I put as much energy into doing that with what I'm doing, battling my full-time job, I could do PR full-time, um, but it was never like i didn't have a plan to do it right. like it was in my head that i could do it but i never like it. Thought wasn't a working it really is like an option yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah okay so that's why i think that that's just really powerful cuz it's not a knock obviously it's something that i do full time it's just the realization cuz this was something that i feel like really started pushing me into the coaching was because you know i i was just at the dentist the other day it was funny she had her hands on my mouth and she's asking me questions about my life right Um, So she asked me what I do, and I still stumble along that because it's like I do all these things, right? But so I said, I started as an in-home party consultant eight and a half years ago, and um, you know now I do more full-time coaching. So she'd ask a couple clarifying questions, but it helps me to say it out loud because sometimes I have some guilt about the fact that I technically walked away from being a consultant, like a corporate consultant, how I like to describe it, when I hit it big. And I get an airbag because there are so many people who have teams larger than I ever had, but I was at the height of my success. And for some reason I came home from a trip that should have motivated me to push harder, to get higher. And it grounded me without me knowing, because I didn't know why I felt the way I felt, but I was recognizing that I really wanted to be home more than being um, under somebody's corporate wing, I think is what it was. And so stepping away from that, Um, allowed for me to obviously kind of sort through all this stuff but it was almost like something I had to break through my identity barrier that I couldn't recruit because I I always felt bad not recruiting and I think that that is that's our industry that's a little bit of pressure Mm -hmm. because they do make the most money when they're recruiting we all know that to be true but that's why it was, it never felt right. It was like, I loved it when like our our relationship was so organic because you came to me and you decided you wanted to do this. And everybody who ends up signing under anybody who does direct selling or multi-level marketing is because they see something within the person they're watching that they want. It's not necessarily my life. It might be my freedom and time, freedom and flexibility. It might be the relationship I cultivated from. It might be the friendships, as you said, you were so, you felt so welcomed when you came to the team. It might be any one of those things, but it might not be through intimacy coaching. And that was where right. it was like a, a light bulb moment for me. And I was getting so much from women outside of just talking about their relationships and the shift started to happen. And I still felt very guilty and trying to shift in, shift into understanding how this was going to work. But um, but it's been the best thing ever. It's been harder because it's definitely set me back financially. I know, what, like you said, I know what kind of money I can make if I'm recruiting but it's not where my heart's at and it doesn't feel authentic anymore. Well, I shouldn't say anymore. Cause it's, I don't, I'm not doing it. So I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
1: got this. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And you know, it's the same thing when I was started doing, um, these, uh, mastermind classes that I started, Oh, the beginning of 2021, I guess I actually do invested in doing these mastermind class classes. Um, it was the same thing. It originally started off with a group. It was, um, I think three or four of us with this leader, mastermind, whatever you want to call it. Um, and now it's just me and her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so originally it started with a group of us and that was the first thing that they asked, you know, well, what is your focus want to be on your business? And, you know, I said emotional intelligence and of course everybody that, well, you work in a restaurant, so you're going to have to do restaurant emotional intelligence. You're going to have to speak at restaurants. You're going to have to do those sort of things. So I go, but that's not who I am so the whole point of me doing this is to get away from that like I understand that's all you know me and you know me for three seconds but that's all you know but I specifically do not want to do corporate restaurants you know go into restaurants I don't mind doing that but I don't want that to be my identity and the same thing people that know me through PR well why don't you do intimacy and I'm like eh once again I could do it but that's not that's not where my focus is going to be that's that's not who I am mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of been um a battle, I guess, trying to figure out all these different hats and what I wanna focus on and what I wanna do. So I just keep resorting back to what I've done. So I know it needs to be less stress. I know it needs to be not being a workaholic. I need you need to slow down, appreciate what you have. You know, I was a I just told somebody the other day, I go, I think I'm gonna write the book about my life. And they're like, What? Yeah, I, I just decided the other day I'm just gonna write a book about my life, and I may not get it published. I just I have no intention of being an author, but I feel like you know if everybody actually knew my story from where I started to where I'm at now, I don't know maybe somebody will be inspired by it. It's not I'm not just trying to be a bestseller. I'm not trying to do anything special with it, but it needs to be written. And yeah, I think I'm just gonna write
0: a book my life. And they're like, oh okay, well, yeah, all lost, lost into my mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So as you'd mentioned, um, with your corporate job, it was mandatory for y'all to go through emotional intelligence training. And then it kind of just sparked for you with that combination between taking the empowerment class, but, uh, elaborate for the listeners, what emotional intelligence is and what you like about it.
1: Um, so there's different, my big thing is that emotional intelligence, like the word emotional intelligence has probably been thrown around so much that to me, it's just a generic word. Um, and that's why I started calling my business inspiring clarity so that, um, people understand a little bit more about emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence is just really all about understanding your emotions, how to, um, handle your emotions, how to be self-aware of your emotions how to name your emotions if you cannot name your emotions if you cannot name what you're feeling if you cannot name what you're going through then you're never going to go through it um and so one of the things that um i guess we really more focused on was or i personally more focused on was how to handle my emotions around other people and how to talk to other people that were not like me so Or even worse, if there was somebody identical to me, how to talk to them without butting heads. Because two strong personalities are either going to get along or they're going to fight. That is typically how it's going to be. Because it's kind of like the alpha versus the alpha when it comes to two strong personalities. Um, So the easiest way that I explain it to people is just emotions, um, knowing your emotions, what they are, how to name them, and then understanding yourself so you know how to explain those emotions. I always tell people it's kind of like the triangle. It's your thoughts, your reactions, and your labels equal the emotion. So what it is, your body responds to the thought first, and then it interprets the reaction it gives, and then that labels it, and then the emotion is born. So um, you can reprogram it, sort of speak, um, on how you react to your emotions, how you feel your emotions. People are not taught emotions. You are taught um how of react to your emotions, so um this is something that I was telling you I wish that I would really would have dove into it twenty years ago when I had a baby. you know, both of my girls are in their twenties now, so it's a whole new world having grandbabies versus children right now um because I definitely talk to my grandsons differently than I did to my children, and they notice <laughs> so they are very, very quick to notice that. Mom, you didn't do that when we were young. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, you know, I apologize, but I've learned, I've grown, you know, so you can't, you can't keep going back on the parent that you wish that you were because you can't change it. You right. did the best that you could, but, um, those emotions is just specifically, I focus on self-awareness. That's my biggest focus when I'm teaching um, the classes is your own self-awareness, how to increase your self-awareness, how to, um, get the feedback, learn the skill, talk to other people, um, different approaches if the first approach doesn't work you can try a different approach um that's really what it's all about i guess so it yeah
0: it yeah go back to that triangle for a second tell me the three labels again um so it's your thought your reaction and your label all
1: right so your body responds to the thought that you had in your head mm-hmm. first then it interprets that as how to react to it and then it gives it a label yeah. So that's where your emotion comes from. Right. So a lot of the times, like I said, um, like you've said it quite a few times, you know, there's got to be a a better feeling. There's got to be a different feeling. So and, and it's true. Just because you're reacting one way it doesn't mean that you can't react another way. And the same thing, like when people are learning, um, like my husband, for example, is really focusing on positive thoughts. He's sober. He's going through the steps, you know, and so that's his thing right now is really coming up with another thoughts getting rid of the negativity and replacing with the positivity so that's your emotion it's you're retraining your body retraining your brain you're retraining yourself to think differently so you react differently um and step one in my opinion is self-awareness if you don't have the self-awareness of yourself then Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change you're just going to be repeating yourself over and over again and you're going to have the same cycle and that's what I was doing for many 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 years and it literally took The corporate, you know, the corporation I worked with giving me a manager that was so much like me that I didn't know how to react to this person. I didn't know how to handle this person. Me and him were I mean, we would literally be yelling at each other in the restaurant. In the restaurant, in the back of the restaurant, like lunatics yelling at each other because we were so similar.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And it was, I mean, looking back, I'm just like so embarrassed about how things were handled and how, you know, I reacted to stuff, um, but once again, it was a good turning point
0: on how to handle my emotions <laughs> so, yeah, 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 I get that so um, that's a really powerful triangle to remember because that, like you were saying, it's literally how you're being programmed, and obviously we don't learn about our own programming until we're aware to learn about that programming, and most of uh, most people most people will never understand that they're working on an autopilot script. They don't get it. Yep. They, until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, or you've learned a lot, or you feel like you've suffered enough, the change doesn't happen in your brain for you to go, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better feeling like you had said. But what I wanted to turn back to is like, so that triangle, If obviously, you probably know, but as we think about that, y'all, like that's a habit that's being formed. And one of the very misleading things I think that happened to us is that when we're navigating through a day, we almost, almost always, because it's on autopilot, assume that however we're behaving, it's the first time we've ever behaved that way to that particular experience or emotion. But just like Allison was explaining, it's whatever you learned at whatever time about fear or abandonment or rejection or being pretty or how to show up in the world in any circumstance or emotion, there is a underlying memory that embedded in you that taught your body, like she said, to react. So when you talk about the body reacting to the thought, don't forget, and I'm not saying this to you, I know you know that, but... Yeah, she's It's quite literal, the body reaction. So maybe your heart rate increases, maybe you start to sweat, maybe you start to feel tightness in your chest. That's quite literally that memory of emotion of the last time we felt this way. This is how we reacted. So I have to I have to push this through brain says to tell these muscles that heart to feel that way, because that's what we always have known to do. That's the label, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it is, you know, and you don't you don't even really realize it until um, like you start seeing children with fear or what they're scared of or something like that. you know and the first time I realized it is like I said, my oldest is 24 and I think it was probably about two years ago when she was living at home. I so I want to say she was 22 or 23. Um, and there was a thunderstorm and I was, I, I don't do thunderstorms. I used to be deathly afraid of them. I would, I mean, up until I was an adult, so up until my mid thirties, I would literally be there crying if there was a thunderstorm. Um, and I still to this day don't know where I got that reaction from, but I got it from somewhere. Um, but then I realized my daughter who's 21, 22 now is scared to death of thunderstorms. And so I'm like, I have learned, and I, I learned after seeing her do that, that I need to not react that way. Um, but even now, I'm like, why are you so afraid of him? Well, you're afraid of? Him. And I'm going to like, wait, what? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. But now I know that right.
0: you're she's like, doing yeah. what she saw. Yeah, you exactly. Know, sort of thing. Replicating yeah. the person she admires the most. And that's how she shows up in the world. And I want to show up like her. It's not different than cutting yep. your hair the same, trimming your fingernails the same. And that's why I think it's sneakily deceiving because it is so minute as I'm going to copy that girl's outfit to I'm going to copy that girl's lifestyle and and most of the time again it's like you said just like a child watching a parent or a caregiver they're doing it out of admiration they want to be like you um so it's it's sneaky you got to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) You're
1: <laughs> careful about yeah, that
0: stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And that self-awareness that you're speaking of, that's also tricky because if you don't have self-awareness, you don't know that it exists. And I like, I remember like, um, having a conversation, like it was right before my therapist started to suggest the whole, listen to your monkey mind, your chatterbox, hear the dialogue. How did she speak to you? Is she kind? That kind of thing. That exercise was that she, had said to me, like, like I, I was like overwhelmed having like this both amazing and painfully sad session. And I don't know what I was describing to her, but I think it was just, she said, oh, self-awareness. And I don't know how I described it, but it, that's exactly what it was, is it was the awareness of self. I mean, I know it sounds so stupid and cliche, yeah. simple but it is, is because again, it wasn't It was just Rachel waking up, living a life, having a job, you know, having a relationship. It wasn't Rachel waking up, feeling intentional, feeling gratitude, understanding abundance, feeling the the life force energy running through myself, my family, trees, the grass. I mean, that's obviously all comes with time. It doesn't happen overnight. But self-awareness is something that should be taught in school. And that's hard because I think it sometimes is disguised in religion and connection to God. And they are intrinsic intrinsically that is accurate but not in the way that it's obviously displayed so I don't know you can even because I'm just like coming up with this right now but what would you say or do you know or think that there's some ways that people can kind of tune into self-awareness or start to discover it
1: um so there's a couple different things one is just and this is how I personally just um really became more self-aware is I literally I am really good on asking for feedback so if there's an appraisal, if there's a coaching session, if there's anything, I literally, I will always ask, what can I do differently or what can I do better? And that's coming from a corporate stand, you know, being in a corporate session. Um, so always just asking for feedback or what was your perception of this meeting or what was your perception of this training? Um, and I am very big on asking for feedback and not re, what is the word? Not responding negatively to their so constructive criticism. So if somebody tells me, "Hey, you really need to work on your people skills," I work on my people skills. If somebody tells me, "Hey, you need to work on your tone," I really watch my tone. So asking for feedback and taking it as constructive criticism, not getting upset over it, not getting defensive over it, just like, "Oh, okay, that was your perception of it." And then also like learning a new skill. So I am always trying to learn something new. So if this thing did not work for me, I'm going to learn something new. Um, Whether it's sewing, crocheting, biking, hiking, swimming, whatever it is, learning a new skill, because it's going to, once again, increase that awareness. Okay, well, this is how this person perceives going on the hiking trails because they're on a bike. This is how this perception, because they're running. This is how this person, because they're walking. So... It's just being more aware you're in other people's shoes. You may suck at it. You may not be good at it. You might be the worst bike rider on earth, but at least you now have the perception of what they saw when they were riding their bike. Mm. Um, yeah. So it makes huge. And then meditation, some meditation, working your mind is going to help figuring out. It doesn't, like we said, it doesn't have to be an app. It doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be closing off your mind. But for me, like, the same thing. I was just telling my husband the other day, you know, we were home all day on Saturday. Um, and I went outside like twice. And then I realized by like seven o'clock, I'm like, Oh man, I really should have went outside and I really should have got going. So, and then the last one is just practice saying no. Mm. It's okay to say no. So that is my new mantra for 2021. Um, no is a complete sentence. And I, as an enabler, (laughs) I have to use that no with um, some family members mm-hmm. um, because I always feel like I have to explain myself. So that is the big thing that you can just say no. You don't need an explanation, they may want it, you don't have to give it. No is a complete sentence.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yes, I love that. I love that phrase It's this fact is what it is and I still, I very much struggle with that. I always, always feel obligated to explain myself Um, I think that's obviously for my own version of who I am, but it's because I'm afraid of hurting somebody. But ultimately, that's not what it is. It's afraid of them thinking something about me, which is just ah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Um, Yes. So feeling and naming the emotion is one of the most important things. I would agree with that because we're not burying it. We're not trying to Amazon swipe over it or do a line of coke to not feel the feeling and being able to process it will then allow for you to practice over time when you're feeling the trigger happening. And as we know, it takes time to form new habits. So don't beat yourself up. By the way, if once you start to notice the habit that you still do it, by the way, because again, like you have to undo it to start practicing the new way. So form a new habit over time. I just think um, there's been a couple of times that I've been very blessed to have Allison speak and share a lot about her emotional intelligence stuff. And I know this this might sound asinine, but there's no ego in it. You just hear my heart. Like I'm always blown away. Like I like I'm like, and I think it's partially because I'm so spiritual and woo hooey, and I know that you are too. But emotional intelligence is so reality based and in a good way because we need both sides to be able to, while I'm operating here in the real world, I need to also know how I'm going to operate when I die or whatever. Obviously that's kind of where Rachel hangs out right now, but they're so good when you integrate them because then you understand both of them more flawlessly in my opinion. So, Oh, that was a really, really good call or podcast, I guess in this particular situation. So, you know, like I'd mentioned, I'm going to be putting Allison's contact info. So that way you can reach out. I highly recommend um, following her, and you'll learn something every time for sure. Um, and let them know again where they can find you.
1: Yeah, so you can find me, um, just go to Facebook and you can just search Inspiring Clarity. I am there, the rainbow background. Um, I was going to put my taco, you know, holding my taco, but I reframed. <laughs> so we're not going to get into that. But um, yeah, so you can just find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, search Allison Bolt or Inspiring Clarity. I am tagged in both, in yeah. any platform.
0: So that's where you can find me out. I just want to add, by the way, because you just said that you were going to put up your taco. It's a it's a taco hat, guys. So, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: maybe
0: I should. Yeah, I, I put a picture up of way. my taco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another page. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's an OnlyFans page. That's another conversation for another day, too. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you again so much for. I look forward to if you're willing to, you know, get a second. Podcast at some point and keep us up to date on what's going on with you and Marianne and how your business continues to structure and come out and all the amazing things that you're doing. I'm so proud of you. I know that you know that. I don't say it enough, um, but I also sometimes feel odd doing it because we're so closely aligned with where we're going that it's like, I don't even need to give her an outer girl. She's doing all this hard work by herself. It's just that I'm incredibly grateful to be on this journey with you, watching you do it and being able to experience it right along with you. So congratulations on everything that's been happening for you. Sure yeah thanks that's worse, that's <laughs> I already let you fools know how to get in touch with me at the beginning of the podcast you know where that is uh just as a friendly reminder that Facebook messenger or email at a good girl's guide Two at gmail are the best ways to contact me uh, but I don't really have a preference either way I will say that one of the things I forget to remind people of right now is that I my identity is that I am a full-time mom and a part-time entrepreneur so always be patient know that I'm going to get back to you when I can um and especially when it's at your best interest so I don't just answer your message out at the yogurtini and then forget to get back to you again all that kind of stuff stuff, but I love you all very much. I hope that you're taking uh, a lot of time to get in the sun and reconnect with nature or hang out in the air conditioning if that's where you feel most comfortable, but we will see you next week on the podcast. In the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, and wash your hands. Bye-bye!